Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. This is a production of ITM Media. Hello to all the Marbleheads out there on this very special episode where Preston Lude and I, myself, Matt Beamer, talk about this weekend's races. More specifically, I feel, Preston, the SRX race. What a race it was. We're so glad you're, that you're here joining us this week on In the Marbles. Very special episode because on top of speaking about the SRX race, and what seemed like it was an all-around week, good weekend for racing, it seemed like it was uh, all-star weekend all weekend, this week, we're going to try something new. We're going to do something on Twitter Space, a little thing on Twitter called Twitter Space, where we did it with Pocono Racing Podcast, where we jumped into their Twitter space and was able to interact with them and able to interact with a lot of new fans. And hopefully, we get the same result here this week's episode. Let us know out there in future episodes what you guys think about the weekend's races. But before we get started, as always, Preston, how's it going, man? Uh, going well. Going, going well. well. Good, man. I'm glad to hear that. How's work? Preston is joining us, if you haven't noticed by now, via Zoom. And it seems like a trend that's been going on now. You make it to maybe out of a month of shows, which is four, maybe a quarter of them. Yeah, maybe a quarter of them. Uh, work is uh, a little bit more busier than usual. It happens like that sometimes. I'm it probably going to be. It, it comes in like waves, you know? Good, good. You, you, uh, well, how was your weekend, though? You enjoyed, you had a weekend off. How was that? Watching uh, racing. It was uh, it was good. It was uh, nice to see SRX. I, I had to catch some of the highlights because I missed the. I was I was out Saturday night, so I, I didn't get to see the actual race happen live. So, I, but I was able to go back. They actually put it out on YouTube the entire event. Oh, nice! Both e races and everything. So I went back and watched it again. But I, I caught highlights the first time around. So uh, yeah, we're, we're yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about that oh, one. For sure. That was. So much fun. I was with my I was at my mother in law's house this weekend with my wife and we um they were watching home improvement stuff. I was watching SRX. I knew where my priorities were. <laughs> on top of that, I watched the Texas race 
races as far as the Xfinity and the Truck Series go. Not a whole lot to write home about that because Cup drivers were in both of those races. Kind of lackluster. Really, the focus for me Saturday was SRX, and it did not disappoint. No, not at all. It was a it was a very very good race. You know, I, I totally agree. When we get to uh, talking about the trucks and the Xfinity and all that, yeah, there wasn't really much uh, much going on in those races. I think uh, there was there was all kinds of going on. You know, we had SRX, we had both IndyCar races, a doubleheader this weekend, yeah. the All Star race, which. I'm sure we'll definitely get to that we're, at some point We'll as get well. into that because you have your opinions on it. You let them be known all over Twitter. I have my opinions about the weekend. It's going to be fun, and we're going to hopefully have fan interactions going on here, and this is a new way to do it. Instead of handing out a phone number, calling us in at the hotline, the In the Marbles hotline, just give you guys a Twitter space. It's free, and it might work. It might work. So we're going to go ahead and tweet that out there and join the room and Wait for the uh, spaces to fill up here, and it would be really nice if it does. Make sure to share that on all social media platforms as far as Twitter goes, and it is done, and we'll see if we're going to get people. But, Preston, what a weekend it is, and I'm going to start you off this week with what you think with this. SRX, first impressions, go. It, it, it was fun. It was something new. It kind of reminds you of like the IROC series a little bit. Um, I kind of like how we have this, this series for the summer where all the cars are pretty much just equal. We get to see what the drivers can actually do. And I also find it really cool that they kind of bring in a local guy, you know, whatever track that they're at, somebody that's popular at the local area, they bring, they bring in to get the against the best of them. That's what I really like the most about it. So, Overall, first impressions, it was, I mean, I'm not going to give it a 10 out of 10, but it was, it was pretty cool to watch. It was pretty interesting. I like, I like the heat races. I like how they were set up. I liked how it was a timed heat race, 15 minutes, you know, after the end of the 15 minutes, that's it. Wherever you finish, you finish. So in the hundred lap feature, that was pretty cool as well. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how the series progresses. Preston, I, I got to tell you one thing, man. It is just one of those things where I feel that it was such a well-put-together event. Do they have to work out some wrinkles? Absolutely, they're going to have to work out some wrinkles here. But here's what I didn't want to do. I didn't want to go in there saying, here's the expectations. Here's what I'm used to watching as far as NASCAR and, and transfer that to SRX. And I don't think Tony Stewart or Ray Abraham or anybody who had their hands in the planning process of Superstar Racing Experience wanted to see that happen. I think they wanted to see a good competitive race, which we got among drivers who were who don't necessarily race anymore. Yes, Julio Castaneves raced in that race, four-time Indy 500 champion. He just won that race. But drivers who aren't necessarily in it anymore, we're talking Michael Waltrips, Paul Tracy's, Bill Elliott's. We're talking a whole list of awesome drivers who... Still got it. Still want to race. Still want a part of it. And I wish and I hope one day maybe Jerry Nadu will be invited there. And maybe he can compete in there. I think he'd really enjoy that. But I didn't want to go in there with the expectation of, I want to see this and this and this. I didn't want to pick pull at strings in this first time out. And what I saw from it, it was kind of like watching iRacing or racing iRacing in a fixed setup where everybody's the same for the most part. And maybe you can make one or two tweaks on the Cars, that's it. One set of tires. I loved it. I didn't much care for the fun cautions. I wasn't expecting that. It also reminded me of an all-star race. It isn't meant for one driver going out there and lapping the field. It's meant for the fans and putting on a good show. And I, I, I rated it, I'm sure, just like everybody else there out there on Twitter did, a 10 out of 10. Okay. But what, I, right. but what, I, what I liked most about it was the commentating crew... Alan Bestwick, Danica Patrick, who did a great job, by the way. Danica did a great job. Yeah, she did. Brad Doherty, Matt Yoakum. It was nostalgia at its best. It was. Hearing, completely hearing Alan that. Bestwick say Bill Elliott calling action for Bill Elliott on the track took me back to 2001, 2002. Folks, if you missed SRX this weekend... Get ready because they're racing on dirt. And I'm surprised we I, we didn't bring it up last on last week's show talking about SRX. I completely forgot about it until this weekend, and I'm glad that I remembered. I'm glad that I watched it. 
But anything else about SRX? That was our first what you think. No, I would just, um, yeah, one of those other things that you, you brought up, the whole cautions thing about, you know, just a bunch of the field back up. I found that a little weird. I'm not really too much of a fan of that, but I mean, hey, everybody, every series has their own little quirks in there that they like to throw in there. So, right. And I think it was, it was fun for what it was. I think if people start nitpicking at it like NASCAR, it will quickly turn into NASCAR. But I think the, what we saw in SRX was slightly better than what we saw at the All Star race. I'm thinking it was a good event, limited moving parts, which is makes everything seem to run better. It was just an all-around good event. Yeah, absolutely. All right, my second one, man. And we brought it up, and we kind of hinted on it with you right there. The All-Star Race. <laughs> was it good to have five stages like it was in the main show? Or was it better maybe back in the day where it was 30, 30, and then 20? Three stages. Oh, boy. Well, I don't want to give too much away already, but I'm, I'm going to... I'll go ahead and say it. It was uh, this this past weekend's All Star format was a joke. It was awful, and I think it, that just had to do with the uh, the package that they're running these days. And you know, when we when we talk about the All Star race more later on the show, I'll really get into it. But I'm just going to answer it right off the rip and say it was a joke out of the game. Well, it wasn't a joke for me, and we're kind of early on the uh, Twitter thing right now because I said 7.15 on my earlier tweet. But, hey, we got Matt Camper listening in. Let us know, Matt, what you think. If you could hear us, just go ahead and send a request in for that for later on and anybody else listening in. But the All-Star Race, to me, it was good racing for what it was. It was the All-Star Race. It wasn't meant to be anything else. I'm surprised that 42 got penalized because I think the rule book should be thrown out during the All-Star Race, which should have been a better what you think than what I asked because we're going to get more into that later on in the show, the All-Star Race. For what it was, it was not bad. It could have been better, could have been worse. But it was just a fun night of racing. That's all it was meant to be. But you have anything for me? Uh, yeah, so, uh, well, the first two questions that you asked, they kind of, my questions to ask you were kind of in that realm. But I did, I do remember something that I found out about last night. And it has to do with the uh, the track policies. I'm not sure if you ever heard of this, but have you heard the track policies with I think SMI some of the tracks that they have that they don't allow fans to bring coolers into the race because this was a big topic on the All Star race last night. You know, you ever heard anything about that? No, I every time I've been to the race, and I think this is a COVID rule that's come up. Every time I've been to the racetrack, whether it been Darlington, Daytona, or Bristol, I've been allowed to have bags in the stands. You went to Darlington with me for the Goodyear 400. We were allowed to bring bags in the stands. I brought a, a cooler and a backpack for my camera. SMI, to my knowledge, doesn't have any, I guess, for lack of better words, maybe restrictions. I think it needs to be clear for right now to prevent the backup of the lines. I think we're still kind of living in the COVID era. We're slowly going over to it. But I think for the most part, I saw people with beer in the stands. I think they were able to bring their coolers. I don't think it's as strict as you're reading on paper. Uh, I don't know. I, I've heard a lot of people on Twitter are very upset that they weren't able to bring coolers into the track, and there was well, uh, there's got to be they got to be video 14. On it, how there was long lines and stuff like that. And it was just one of those. It was very hot in Texas yesterday. Yeah, for people to have to stand in line to wait around to get something to drink and then miss what is like an all star race, which is just a race to begin with. I feel like you're kind of wasting your money, you know. Well, I, I mean, I, I wasn't there in Texas. I can't tell you one way or another whether it was how it was there at the Texas Motor Speedway. But what I can tell you is, I have I haven't had any problems at the tracks that I've gone to. Again, Bristol, Darlington, and Daytona. Never had a problem with them, and I don't expect any problems to be. Again, I wasn't there. Their coolers going to been bigger than what they were allowed to bring in. I don't know, and. I haven't heard. I, you're the first one that's brought it up that I've heard anything about it. Yeah, I, I just I, I happened to stumble upon it on Twitter last night, and then uh, I saw some people talking about it, and then somebody had posted a screenshot about uh, Nashville's policy, which that's where the Cup Series is going, you know, coming up this weekend, and that in the screenshot it said that there were absolutely no coolers allowed at the grandstands, and I thought that seems kind of a little weird to not allow people to bring in things like that all of a sudden. So I don't know where it's stemming from or if they're going to change it at all. But I was just someone I thought I'd figure I'd bring up because it was kind of gaining some traction on Twitter last night. Yeah, I didn't see anything about that on Twitter. All I saw was either Hendrick's dominance is continuing 
this race is boring or this race is awesome. I didn't say anything about bags. Okay. But that's just me. <laughs> but anything else for what you think? I do have, I, I bring up something from uh, IndyCar races over the weekend. Did you see Felix? I think, who is his name? Felix Rosenquist, I think it Rosenquist was. Rosenquist wreck in the first of the two races there at the Detroit Grand Prix. Yes, I did see that. And it was what? a scary looking wreck. <laughs> Yeah, well, I was, was going to ask you, what, what did you think about it when you saw it? Because I saw the replays, and at first it didn't look that bad, but when they showed that onboard camera, I definitely felt like I was in that driver's seat for sure. <laughs> well, I think it goes to show what how far IndyCar and automobile racing in general has come as far as safety. A hit like that maybe 20 years ago would have severely injured Felix. However, this one didn't. And I think IndyCar will look at the car and continue to make improvements on what could have been better, what could have, what worked, what didn't work. I can't, I know that race was one in itself that one that we're going to have to talk about because Will Power wasn't happy. A lot of drivers weren't happy about IndyCar's decision. I've never heard IndyCar drivers call out the race control in IndyCar like they did this past weekend in Detroit. It was interesting to watch. It was interesting. And I didn't catch much of the race because I was busy working and I watched the SRX race and I came driving home that following Sunday to watch the all-star race. So I think it was just kudos to IndyCar for developing a good car. The safety measures in effect, the Hans device or any head and network strength in NASCAR, Formula One or IndyCar did its job. I think, you know, it was scary, but Felix is okay. He'll race again another day. And I don't have anything else for you. All right. Well, we're going to see here if uh, anybody else there on our stream right now. Right now, it's just Matt Camper. Hopefully, he can hear us. And if anybody out there wants to join in the conversation, just send us a request, and we will get you on the air. And I think this is going to be a better way. Uh-oh. Looks like the connection was lost. <laughs> I can't believe this is happening. Our first time <laughs> doing this. What? One sec here. One sec. That's my bad. That's my bad. <laughs> I can't believe this happened. That gummit. Anyway, we're still on. It looks like, according to what I'm seeing here, Preston. That's all I got on what you think. Uh, let us know out there on in the Marbles Media what on in the Marbles Nation what you think about this weekend's racing using hashtag what you think itm and Preston. You have anything else before we get into these this weekend's events? Uh, nope, nothing else. Folks, going to take a quick break from the show here and remind everyone out there about In the Marbles online store at Teespring. There you can find all of your In the Marbles gear, such as t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, iPhone cases, cell phone cases, and so much more. So everyone, whether you're at the NASCAR track or local short tracks, that you are a fan and avid listener of in the marbles all purchases will help in the marbles bring you more content in the future if you head over to in the marbles.net under the merch tab you'll find the link to see teespring or if you go to teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash in the marbles you can find it there as well and from now till the end of june if you use discount code trophy earn 20 percent off your entire order again that's discount code trophy 20 percent off your entire order Go over to teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash into marbles and check it out. Back here with the In the Marbles weekly racing podcast. I am Matt Beamer alongside Preston Lude, who is via Zoom here. Cutting you ready for this weekend's races, and we're going to first cover SRX because I think that was the most pivotal race of the weekend. That was the one I think everybody was talking about on Twitter. It happened Saturday night. It was a short track race. It was everything I think NASCAR fans wanted to see happen. Tony Stewart, Ray Everham knocked it out of the park. Great job. And we covered it on what you think earlier in the show. But Preston, give me your honest opinion on a scale from 1 to 10. One being, I would not recommend this to my worst enemy who I did not like in the world at all. To 10 being, this is, I'm going to sing this from the rooftops. How would you go about telling people about this race? Honest opinion, I give it a 7 out of 10, really. A 7 uh, out of 10. Know, now, oh, man, yeah. I don't understand that. Yeah, so it was, it was, it was, it was fun. It's cool. It's a, it's a new series. It was fun to watch. 
I like that all, I mean, it kind of reminds, like I said, it reminds me like IROC, you know, yep, all these equal cars, we get all these cool superstars from all different racing backgrounds that we have seen race, you know, in the past before. And, uh, but it wasn't, it, racing was, it was good at times, but it wasn't, I'm not, I'm not like salivating over it over the weekend or anything like that. So it was, uh, like I said, we just, it's just one of those things that it's, it's new right now. And we just have to see how it'll progress as the weeks go on, even though it's just what I think it was the schedule. I think like six weeks altogether, we get four, uh, asphalt races and the two dirt, I think it is. So it's just one of those series. It's just new. Give us some time to kind of work out. Maybe there might be a few kinks in here and there, but you know, I give it a seven out of 10 altogether. I, I will too, man. And I tell you one thing looking at it right now, I'm, we didn't go over the format last week. So I'm going to go over a quick format here and how the point systems work, works for SRX. There are two heat races, both 15 minutes apiece. Now, each heat race, the top 12 score points. So first place gets 12 points all the way down to 12th gets one point. It's kind of similar to what we want to see in the Cup Series and in NASCAR in general. Just that format. Then the feature race is 100 laps, but 150 at, at Slinger. And when each race is up, the leader will take the white flag signifying one lap remaining. So if time's up... They'll race another lap, and that'll be the white flag lap. I think I'll, I think they were kind of confused about that because it's their first time. Danica Patrick and Alan Best were both confused, but Alan Best would quickly realize, oh, this is the way the format works. It worked out great. It was really fun to watch. And in the starting order for in the event, and all drivers will draw for the start for Heat Race 1. Drivers will be lined up by random draw. Drivers finishing position in Heat Race 1 will be inverted for Heat Race 2. As we saw, Greg Biffle won Heat Race 1, went back to the field during heat race two, but made his way back up. Greg Biffle, great seeing him back on track. Driver's lineup for the feature will be based on the finish, based on the order of the finish in heat race two. And the feature race is unlimited attempts at green, white checkered finishes. I, I think I tweeted that out because I didn't see the rules and didn't get to see that, but it was a lot of fun. None the less I rated it a 10 out of 10. A 10 out of 10 for the SRX debut series event. I wish I was there. It was great seeing Doug, Doug Colby, a local short track hero at Stafford, win that race. Although, falling out of the car after he claimed victory. I've never seen that before. I've always wondered what would happen and what would my reaction be seeing a driver fall, fall off of the car. And it wasn't as... <laughs> It was horrible. Poor guy, but he took it with a grain of salt and pretty much said, I fall out every time if it means winning. And he showed all those former Cup Series champions up. So many countless Daytona 500s, countless victories and major races, points, championships, Hall of Famers. He went there and said, you don't know. I've ran over 30,000 laps here, and I'm going to show you why I'm the home track hero. Doug Colby winning it. It was awesome. 10 out of 10. Alan Bestwick, Danica Patrick, everybody. It was just great seeing Alan Bestwick back, and I kind of want to credit us for that because I wanted to see Alan Bestwick. They SRX treated out here about a year ago. What do you want to see? And I said, I want to see Alan Bestwick back in the booth. I'm sure a few other people did it, but I'm going to say In the Marbles was the one instrumental <laughs> on that one because I, 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 I loved seeing it. It was great. If you missed it, go back and watch it on YouTube. It's not going to be as much fun. But here's one thing I would would, would change. Well, I would, if I was SRX, I would have an app out beforehand and charge people five bucks if they want to listen to in-car audio. I think that'd make it more fun. But maybe they're not there yet. That would be the one thing I would change. Other than that, wouldn't change a thing. Keep it the way it is. Tony Stewart, Ray Everham, you guys are doing great. Love to have somebody on there from that organization, organization on the show one day to see how that all planned out and all the planning on that. But it was a lot of fun. I agree. 10 out of 10. Couldn't complain. Don't want to change a thing. Switching over to NASCAR right now. Going to the Texas Motor Speedway. Xfinity and Truck ran a doubleheader on Saturday before the big all-star race on Sunday, which I've never seen before. Usually on all-star weekend, the Xfinity and Trucks have off this year. NASCAR said, nope, you're going to be racing there at Texas. And I thought it was going to be a Cup Series domination throughout the whole thing. Chase Elliott was dominating. Thankfully, John Hunter Nemechek won. Kyle Busch was up there in the Xfinity Series, gets win number 99. Both those races for me, 
I'll give him a five just for that. Regardless of the racing throughout the field, you don't want to see that. And we, again, here we come back, circling back to cup drivers shouldn't be in lower divisions, especially former champions. Didn't like it. I don't care if you're a Kyle Busch fan or Chase Elliott fan. Let me know on what you think, ITM, because I I can tell you right now, both truck and Xfinity race, unfortunately, weren't memorable for me. I have to, yeah, I have to agree there. I, uh, the trucks, Sandy Xfinity just was, you know, there, there was, there was good racing at times and it was, it was fun to see cars and trucks sliding all over the place. It was obviously a hot and slick weekend in Texas. Yeah. That's for sure. But I mean, the racing was just, eh, I mean, I would give it a five out of 10 for both races. Honestly, it just was not, I'm just excluding race winners. I mean, just was not all that there. I mean, yeah, there was, Times where it was good and everything, but five out of ten is what I would give it. I think that's a pretty safe, safe, yeah, safe that, thing to say. That's a safe thing to say. But I, there are rumors going around, and I'm hearing whispers that once Kyle Busch reaches win 100, which he might do next week in Nashville, he'll say no more Xfinity Series starts, and one can only hope. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to see him in there anymore. Not not the best thing in the world. Oh well. Then we get to the race of the weekend, I dare say, as far as Texas Motor Speedway goes, and that was the all-star race. We're going to start off with the open. I like the open format. I like the three stages. And then the fan vote, getting four drivers in to advance. Eric Allen rolled a Tyler Reddick. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. And Dross Chastain advancing on wins and Matt Benedetto winning that coveted fan vote. How do you like the Open? I like the Open more so, I think, than the actual All-Star Race. Yeah, the Open was a little bit better than the All-Star Race, but I won't even, I wouldn't even even give it that much, honestly. I just, no, after no. the entire okay. week, after the entire All-Star Race in general, it just doesn't, I don't know, the Open... And I'll, you know, I'll explain more when we get into the actual All-Star race itself. But it just, I don't know, All-Star Weekend just feels a little different to me right now. I just I, I feel like there are things that they can make changes to. But I think the Open was a little bit more exciting than the actual All-Star race itself. Yeah, and that, that's the way the All-Star race used to be. Just a quick checkers or wreckers and a lot of people on the edge. And the track wasn't in. It was slick. It was, it was tough to race, it seemed like. And that's what you really wanted to see out of the All-Star race in general. You wanted to see that good hard racing and the open delivered i feel the open was exciting and fun but then we switch over to the all-star race now i didn't see what happened as far as driver introductions or anything i'm not all for that pomp and circumstance in fact i didn't really like the pace laps with jamie hagar dream singing i can't drive 55 me it's like when's this guy gonna <laughs> stop singing yeah i want to watch racing And it brings me back to a few episodes ago, Preston, where you and I talked about is NASCAR trying to be like the WWE? And just based on that, and I remember watching, uh, it was was when I got back from Iraq to 2007 Bank of America 500, and there are all these pomp and circumstance stuff, and my uncle... Who's who's listens to the show? Beamer on a Beamer raced last year in the in the Marvel 2.0 Fantasy League. Said they're trying to make it like the WWF. I didn't want to believe him. Fast forward 14 years, and it's like, hmm, maybe he had something going there. Maybe he was way ahead of his time. But what do you think about that? I mean, it, with the All Star Race, it is a different format. It is a show off. It, but it used to be pre COVID, where fans would be all around. They throw hats, and it would be a cool experience for the fans. 
Yeah. Now it was just, I watched it for a few minutes and I just want to watch racing. I, I don't want to deal with this. I want to just want to watch racing. What do you think about it? Yeah, I didn't watch the pre-race festivities. I was, I was, you know, I was trying to take care of a couple other things, but like I had it on background. I just wasn't paying attention to it, and I made sure that I got to my seat to sit down before they started. And of course, when I sat down, they were running through the pace laps, and then you know, all of a sudden, it's, oh, here's Sammy Hagar, and I'm like, all right, well, yeah. what's going on here? And then it's like, oh, he's gonna sing, and I'm like, they're doing a a concert during the pace laps. I'm like. Now, I, honestly, when I saw this, I was just like, what, what's going on here? Like, what, wait a minute. Right. And then, like, start singing, and then, like, they're just doing, cutting all these shots of the cars during the pace laps. And I'm just like, what's going on here? Like, what? <laughs> honestly, it was kind of confusing. I was like, I'm so confused. And, like, yeah. I'm like, okay, is he going to wrap up anytime soon? Because, like, I know we're getting ready to go racing. And then, like, he ends it right as they're dropping the green flag. And I'm like, that was not even, like, I was just like, don't ever do this ever again. Like, no, don't just don't. This is not what I'm used to is having pre-race concerts on the infield. Yeah. On the before, infield before or even do it during driver introductions. Usually I think that's happened before. Right. But to have a concert during the pace laps and then to end it right as they're going green. I'm just like, I don't, I don't even think that's the perfect fitting song to even sing before the race even well, starts uh, to begin with. Kudos for them <laughs> so, finishing right when the green flags dropped props to that. However, I must say, kind of unnecessary. Good initiative, bad judgment. Another strike in the old NASCAR. What can we criticize about you, Belt? But I have to say, now, then then the green flag started. The race started. It seemed like it was going to be this. The hype is built up for these all-star races. And we've seen it in the past with very good all-star races. When Davey Allison won just a craziness in that 9-92. The Daryl Waltrip... Rusty Wallace pit crew back and forth fight. And, and like even a couple of years ago when Clint Boyer got out of the car and started punching Newman, you saw the, I guess maybe the adrenaline and the intensity bumped up to a 10. I didn't feel it this year. Once the race got started, Hendrick was in front and there's, and, and if you're Hendrick, you want to win everything. They haven't lost a race since May 9th. And that was at Dover when Alex Bowman won just dominated. Or it didn't dominate. He took the win away from Kyle Larson, which either way, I think Hendrick would have won that race. But then Coda, then Charlotte. And now coming here, back-to-back wins technically for Kyle Larson. Holy cow. First of all, what do people have to do to stop Hendrick? Because they're winning everything. Yeah, uh, Hendrick, at this point, it just seems like they're not going to be stopped. It's uh, I don't know if they finally found their niche. You know, I, I don't think Hendrick has really ever struggled in years past. Maybe just kind of gone through these phases of where they maybe had a hard time. Maybe they couldn't get the job done. But all of a sudden, here we are, <laughs> 2021, yeah. and Hendrick Motorsports Holy is just, cow. it seems like they're just dominating all the way across the board, and nobody can stop them. I mean, it's, 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 it's nice to see Hendrick back in this role again where they're just, they're that good. But man, I don't think anybody expected to just keep going week after week after week now. <laughs> right. It's like the Energizer Bunny just keeps going and going and going, and nobody could stop these. And and I will say this. If if Kyle Larson or I I will wrap up Alex Bowman, William Byron, and Chase Elliott in this too, if, if Hendrick isn't on your radar as a championship contender by this point in the season midway, I don't know what statistics you're looking at, but I must say Harvick won nine races last year didn't make it to the final four. So anything could happen between now and the championship race at Phoenix, especially with the playoff format that we have. But Preston, do you think Hendrick's shaking in his boots or do you think he's saying just keep going forward like you're doing? Yeah, no, he's not shaking his boots at all. You know, you you refer to Kevin Harvick winning all these races last year and then not making it to the final four. That's just one driver. We're talking about an entire organization here that all four drivers are in contention in the last what, four or five weeks now, it's just, it's crazy to see you when you see when people that tune in and you're probably thinking, Oh, look, Chase, Chase Elliott's up front. Oh, that's cool. Well then you have Hendrick Motorsports and the rest of the drivers following in behind that are probably in the top six, all four of them in the top six. It's just, it's, it's, it's not mind blowing, but it's, it's, it's crazy to see this right now that Hendrick Motorsports yeah. has got all four drivers that are just almost in contention to win every single week at this point. We got our first Twitter space fan requesting to speak, and it is none other than our friend here at the show, Charlie Herkus. Charlie, 
You are now on the air within the Marbles Weekly Racing Podcast. He's connecting. What, can you all hear me? Hey, Charlie. Hey, there he is. There he is, man. We're just talking. Uh, thank you for being our first kind of guinea pig here with this Twitter space thing. You're kind of the guinea pig for everything, Charlie. Yeah, it's okay. I'm kind of used to it by now. Okay. Fred, so what's this about you not liking the race last night? Not liking the what? The All-Star Race? Yeah. I think the format was a joke. <laughs> what, what do you mean a the, joke? Uh-oh. The, the, for, the format was a joke for the, the package that they ran. It, it just NASCAR is... They're they're trying to hype everything up that they're going to invert the field and you need a PhD to figure out the format and inverting the field isn't going to help because the leader is just going to be the one that wins the segment anyways. Well, maybe maybe they should do something like that to Formula One. Well, I mean, maybe they should, but you know what? This is an all star race and it just doesn't feel like much of an all star race to me anymore. If the same guys are just going to be up front the entire time, why are we having all these guys race their way in if they can't even be up front? Well, the forty two car did race his way in and he was up front. Yeah, well, I'm just, I'm just saying. Look, I'm just saying that NASCAR is. It, it was the whole thing was a joke. That they, this whole inverting the field after every segment and the leader, whoever was in the lead, pretty much got the segment win anyways. And it's just the pack, the way the package is. It just, I didn't see any good racing at all. I saw awful racing. I thought the whole idea of it was a joke. I think six rounds or six segments or whatever you want to skin the cat is ridiculously stupid. I think they should go back to like the, what they did years ago with the restrictor plate almost. Uh, just a big pack because well, I feel like all series everybody needs to have a chance. You can't we run. need to be able to see it. Look, all all the low horsepower, high downforce package is is a restrictor plate. If, if they're going to do the six rounds, then go high horsepower, low downforce, and do the six rounds and invert field and stuff like that. That's fine. But as far as racing goes, the field was pretty much bunched up all night. I mean, I, I thought the racing was. Yeah, Charlie has a point compared, there. I, I I thought the racing was decent compared to you know like a regular race where these long green flag runs still get stretched out. There was plenty of passing going on. From what I was reading, most everybody enjoyed it. They said really and truly, up until like the last two laps, the race was pretty good. Everybody's got their own opinions. I just I I, I think it was uh, I think it was a complete waste. I feel like the All Star race is becoming a joke at this point. I just. To me, a true all-star race at this point would be if NASCAR... Now, I know this is just a fantasy world that I'm living in here, but my fantasy world would be that NASCAR brings, like almost like an SRX, if you know what I'm getting at here, Matt, almost like an SRX. NASCAR should bring all equal cars to the track for an all-star weekend so we can see what the driver can do. And it needs to be held on a smaller track as well. I just, I think that NASCAR started to hype it up, and I just didn't see anything. I didn't see anything. They did it. They did it a smaller track last year, and Hendrick still won it. I already love this feature <laughs> we're doing. And, and and the more people we get, the more fun it's going to be, and the more chaotic I'll have to well, be the string master here. But I mean, pro- right now, let's face it. Let's face it. Right now, I don't think it matters this year in general. You know, sure, Harvick was a bunch of races, but you also had another team winning a bunch of races, which was Denny Hamlin and Joe Gibbs. So I don't think matters if you went to Martinsville, Bristol, if you did freaking Watkins Glen or Coda, or if you went to freaking Talladega Daytona, end up with a Hendrix car in Victory Lane. Make a good point. I mean right now Hendrick is on a strong tear through the Cup series and it is just one of those things where people gotta play catch up. It used to be Joe Gibbs dominating the sport. Now it's Hendrick back on top of the mountain for all intents and purposes. But shifting the conversation back, Charlie, you liked the race. What was it about the race specifically that you enjoyed? I mean, just the, I felt like there was good intensity about it. Like the whole highest finish, uh, the points part of it, where you had to take pretty much the lowest, the lowest number wins, you know, the whole golf aspect that they were talking about. I liked that. I also thought that the random draw as far as how many cars were going to be inverted with particular package that they took down there or over there. If you were one of the ones up front then, and you got inverted and sent to the back, you had to work your ass off to get back to the front and just take that chance again to be inverted right back to the rear. I think it really made you have to race um, and have to push the car. And there was plenty of pushing. I mean, there was plenty of, aggressive driving now granted would you have probably seen that in a regular sunday afternoon race no because 
you know, you're racing for points, not for a million dollars. And let's face it, you know, it's all about the points come the end of the season. I, I enjoyed it. Well, I appreciate it, Charlie. Really do. If you want to stick around for the rest of the show, you can. If you have anything else you want to say, appreciate you for testing out our new system. And by all means, we'll let you know every week if you follow us on all social media platforms, mainly Twitter, at Marbles In, and myself, MBeamer22, and P underscore Luda. You'll know when we're going to be having these little sessions, and you can chime in whenever you want and say whatever's on your mind with the hashtag what you think ITM Charlie appreciate it buddy enjoy the rest of your day now Preston Charlie brings up a lot of good points there and I got to know and, and you two kind of went off the rail and I kind of let you but what what do you think about that what do you think about Charlie's mindset there you were very adamant about your point of view and he was very adamant about his me I'm in the center man I, I liked racing it was a fun race it was enjoyable for me I couldn't complain anywhere any which way or another right but did he bring up good points? If we... Okay, so, all right, here. And, I, you know, I'm, I'll be straightforward with this. Did Charlie bring up some great points? Absolutely. Because, yes, there was some good racing in, you know, from, like, third on back. You know, the pack was bunched up for 15 laps. So, yeah, there was good racing back there. But what I'm trying to get at is, so here's my thing. Before the night started, I already had low expectations because I knew how it was going to go. I knew that it was probably going to be a Hendrick Motorsports driver winning. Okay. And I just, I already felt that. I already knew it was going to happen because I knew how this was going to work. So does Charlie make a good point about ra- other racing going on? Yes, absolutely. But my point is this is an all-star race. This isn't a points race. If this was a points race, I wouldn't have a, much of a problem because I'd be like, yeah, absolutely. There was great racing throughout the midfield. People vying for all kinds of points. Absolutely. But this is an all-star race. The NASCAR tries to hype it up that, hey, we're going to have four 15-lot segments and we're going to invert the field so many times because NASCAR is trying to make it sound like, and they've done this before, they're trying to make it sound like, oh, there, anybody can win this. Eh, not really. Here's my point. The way the package works out, we, we, saw, we, we saw it. If you're in the lead, that's pretty much it. You might get challenged for the lead, but if you can hold on to the lead, that's it. The leader is out front. He's going to win. So if you're going to invert the field, yeah, you're going to get a different winner every single time because you're having a new person start up front. Right. I completely agree with Charlie. I, I totally get what he's saying. But from what I'm looking at is this is an all-star race, and NASCAR wants to hype it up that, oh, it's an all-star race. Everybody's going to be vying for that million bucks. Yeah, not really because you have teams like Front Row Motorsports that can't even get near the front of the field because they don't have the same equipment and the same – you know, all that time, maybe the wind tunnel or something, just they don't have everything that a Hendrick Motorsports has. So going into an all-star race, you already know automatically that the, the, the team that is hot right now is probably going to win it. And you can't just go in and say, oh, anybody can win this race. It's a mile and a half track. Not everybody can win at a track like this. Just like nobody, not everybody can win at a short track. Well, or I mean, maybe not anybody can win at a road course. So I'm just saying my point is, is that I feel like, the all-star race is kind of just a waste of time at this point because I literally felt like I was wasting my time watching last night because I already knew the writing on the wall of who was going to win. And sure enough, it was a Hendrick Motorsports driver that won the race. And I, like I, and I'm like, I'm telling you when I got two segments into this and seeing that whoever was up front in the lead in the clean air is going to win the segment, who can challenge for that in 15 laps? Nobody can, nobody can come from the back and challenge that. And NASCAR just, the commentators want to keep talking like, oh, anybody can do it coming from the back. Nobody's going to come from the back 15 laps. And a 10-lap shootout is not going to help either. The 10-lap shootout is going to benefit the top four. And I, the only way it would benefit anybody is if they wrecked. And we did not see any of that, really. No, we didn't. So, In fact, we saw a lot of cautions for tire smoke. Not really yeah, exactly. for any and incidents. that's another thing that really bugged me about that. Well, I, I, will, I will say this. I think it was good racing. I think Kozlowski challenged... Kyle Larson for the win and had them cleared, but he didn't move up enough and quickly enough, and he left one slip away. Another close but no cigar finish for Brad Keselowski, finishing second last night. But I don't want to pull at strings too much. I, I enjoy the sport of NASCAR and auto racing too much to do that, I feel. I feel it was a good race weekend. I feel like it wasn't the best all-star race I've ever seen. I've seen a couple all-star races live, that were really good, and I don't think 
Texas has the same feel for me as like a Charlotte. I don't think Texas will have the same feel for me as Charlotte because where I've seen both of my all-star races. But I will say it was fun. It was fun to watch. I know I know your views on it. I think the whole world now knows your views on it, and they're okay. They're your views. And, you know, yeah, by all means, you know, I even I was even talking about it to somebody before the race last night. You know, I told them, hey, I got low expectations, but I hope that this race – makes me eat my words. I really do. Cause that's what yeah. I hope for when I, whenever I talk about how it doesn't look like things are going the way that I think they should in NASCAR, I hope that I eat my words, but so far I haven't really eaten them because I have my view on the Oscar race of it should be, we should have an equal playing field so we can see what the best driver looks like, because that's what the all-star race is. It's all these guys that have won a race, but let's put them in equal equipment to see if, how they really can do Not Let's just have, everybody bring their best car to the track. And then it's just the same guys winning again. I mean, that's not, that's not fun to me well, for an all-star race. To, to me, that is the true definition of an all-star one who wins everything. And Kyle Larson is the all-star of so far in 2021. You can't take that away from him. You can't take that away from Hendrick. They're going to go out there and win everything that they can, whether, and if there was qualifying still, they try to win the poll and both stages in the victory. And that's just what winners do. And I think until pe- people in teams like Joe Gibbs, Penske, Stuart Haas, Petty Enterprises, 23XI, find that chink in the armor, Hendrick is going to continue doing what Hendrick does, and that's win races and championships. But Preston, race of the weekend for you. Uh, between SRX, NASCAR, and Indy? I'm or? talking SRX, NASCAR, Indy. We didn't really talk about Indy racing, although Roman Grosjean did have another close call with a fire. I will say I'm glad to see that the Bob Rain did not repeat himself, and he was able to climb out of the car and start to put out the fire. Good on him. I didn't really watch the Indy car races, so I don't have an intelligent. I know Patrick Award, I believe, won the second one. I don't know. Yeah, Marcus won. Erickson was able to uh, win the first one. Yep, former from, Formula One driver. And from what I heard, and from what I yeah, I knew I recognized the name. I, and, and just based on what I heard, it was good racing all around. I knew there was some craziness with the, especially like willpower and the ACU burning up for. Yeah, that was uh, that was a really bummer for him on pit road when they just told everybody just to go ahead and go around them. They couldn't get it. Uh, they couldn't get it figured out. That that was a real bummer to see. Well, and and these cars are and the Indy cars are so technologically more advanced than the stock cars of NASCAR, that that stuff is going to happen, and that's very unfortunate. But again, I didn't watch any of the IndyCar races. I was busy doing other things, working around my mother-in-law's house. No excuse, but didn't do it. That's a bust on me. But Preston, race of the weekend, out of all the races that you saw this weekend. All right, well, race, well first of all, I'll tell you what I rated the All-Star race. I gave it a 1 oh. out of 10. Okay. So, anyways. Oh. Well, me, I gave it a, I gave it an 8 out of 10. Yeah, like I, I gave said, it a one out of ten. No, like I said, <laughs> if you're a race fan, and I think everybody will believe will agree with me on this one, Preston. I hate to say it, but if you're a race fan, you're going to enjoy racing. And, I, and as much as I don't like seeing Kyle Busch winning the Xfinity Series or the Truck Series, if I was at the Truck Series or the Xfinity Series, I'm going to enjoy it. And if even watching it on TV, I'm going to enjoy because I am a fan of NASCAR. I'm the NASCAR guy of the show, and I love the sport. So I have to give it a, what I say, a 9 out of 10, 8 out of 10? Yeah. An 8 out of 10 because I thought it was good racing. I I didn't I remember the All-Star race when it used to be checkers or wreckers, and we didn't see much of the wreckers, and I don't think anybody really wants to see that. I think you go there with those at those type of races, the exhi- exhibition races, expecting a lot of crashes and stuff, and... Everybody held yeah, their line. There, there was a lot of good saves. Ryan Blaney comes to mind in particular for making a well of a save. But I don't think Texas is the venue to do it. I think them moving around the all-star race is not conducive to a good, solid performance and race. I, I liked it as Charlotte. I want to keep it as Charlotte, but I'm a traditionalist when it comes to that. But it's neither here or there. I'd like to actually see maybe next year move to New Hampshire because I'm seeing a lot of Speedway Motorsports Incorporated tracks being tied to the All-Star Race. I'd like to see the maybe New Hampshire host of All-Star Race. Definitely not a Sonoma, but maybe a Kentucky. I think that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Well, a, Las, a Las Vegas, but Texas is a fun track to watch. Maybe not for an All-Star Race, but to me, yeah. regardless, 8 out of 10 for me, race of the weekend. Uh, IndyCar, hands down. 
Okay, IndyCar, I gave it to SRX because I think it was just an all-around outstanding first showing. It was great hearing Alan Bestwick in the booth. It was great seeing drivers like Bill Elliott, Michael Waltrip, drivers I grew up racing when I started watching NASCAR race again. And I think somebody put it best on Twitter. I think it was actually Charlie. He said, SRX is the new Iraq." And I have, yeah, yeah, I have to believe I will it. Say this that when I when I when I did actually get to catch the entire thing, and it was I was excited to see how it was going to go. And then, like you said, the nostalgia when Alan Bestwick starts talking, and I'm just like, it just takes me yeah, back. Alan Bestwick is yeah. by far the yeah. best commentator in the world of auto racing, in the world of anything. Alan Bestwick could take a snail race and make it interesting. Yep, SRX wins it for me this weekend. Heck of a job doing what they did. I can't wait to see them on dirt. I can't wait to see what they where they go from here next season. I'd like to see them maybe bring more races down south, maybe at a Dillon Motor Speedway, a Florence Motor Speedway, there a ton uh, South Alabama Speedway. I would love to see maybe a South Boston Speedway on there. They seem to be driven towards short track and dirt tracks. I like that. The stands were packed not only for the SRX race but for the Cup race. A lot of fun weekend. It was great to see. Good all round weekend for me. But SRX takes it for me. 10 out of 10. Great racing. Hope they can deliver next week. Before we wrap up today's show, I wanted to take a moment to remind everybody out there in In the Marbles Nation about our partnership with Fanatics. Fanatics is a proud partner of the Unhinged Sports Network, which we here at In the Marbles are the voice of racing. If you head over to InTheMarbles.net under the Partners tab, there you will find a link to Fanatics. And it'll take you right to their NASCAR store, where you can find all your favorite drivers' hats, t-shirts, diecast, and more. But you don't have to just stop there. I buy all my Alabama Crimson Tide gear there, and Preston buys all his South Carolina Gamecock gear there as well. All purchases that help out the Unhinged Sports Network bring you the best sports coverage 24-7 at unhingedsn.com. Make sure to head over to the Unhinged Sports Network to listen to your favorite shows, not just in the marbles, but all your sports podcast needs, such as football, basketball, hockey, and yes, racing. That's unhingedsn.com. White flag, white flag, white flag. One lap to go. One lap later. Final thoughts here on uh, Preston. I can't believe it. 91st episode of In the Marbles. I say that every week, but we're getting closer to that 100th episode. Yep. I got some good plans for the 100th episode, and folks. Let's just say you don't want to miss next week's episode of In the Marbles. It's going to be our mid-season review, and I just got one word for you. Mesh up. A mesh up. It's going to be great. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're not going to do Twitter space next week because it's going to be a lot of moving parts for that show. But rest assured, on the following episodes, check out Twitter space. At Marbles End, it's going to be under my personal tag, at Matt at mbeamer22 i don't even know my own twitter handle mbeamer22 <laughs> is the only place i could launch it right now i think that's why we're not getting a lot of traction right now but check it out it's it's, it's a lot of fun we heard it today from charlie we had matt camper on there but we had a little technical issues hence the womp 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 but worry not we're going to figure those out it's going to be a great segment for the show i think it's going to be great for you and I to talk to fans and talk to people what's on their minds. It's gonna it beats the phone number, it beats the connection, Twitter space, check that out. Not for next week's episode, but for the I believe the post Pocono one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well driver of the week this week in NASCAR press and I took care of both of these for you since you're at work. Thank and our, you. And our driver of the week this week is the driver in Pop Quiz, if you paid attention to the SRX race, you would know this. Is the, was the driver of the pace car. Oh, um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Johnny Benson. Johnny Benson is going to be our driver of the week this week here in, in the Marbles. Born June 27th, 1963 in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Was a 1995 Bush Series champion, 19, 2008 Craftsman Truck Series champion, and 1993 ASA National Tour champion. The 1996 Winston Cup Rookie of the Year, 1994 Bush Series Rookie of the Year. 1990 ASA Rookie of the Year, 2006, 2007, 2008 NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series most most popular driver. His racing career in NASCAR went like this: He spent 
11 years in the Cup Series with 274 races with the best points finish of 11th in 1997 and 2001. First race coming in the 1996 Daytona 500. His last race in the Cup Series coming in the 2007 Ford 400 at Homestead. His first win and only win in the Cup Series. I remember watching this live on TNT at the time, and Alan Bestrick was calling that race. was the 2002 Pop Secret Microwave Popcorn 400 Pop Quiz. What's track? The Pop Secret Microwave 400. Oh, man. I remember the name of the race, but I don't remember the track. You're going to kick yourself when you hear it. I probably will. It wasn't a mile and a half track, was it? Maybe. Oh, I don't know. What was it? Rockingham. Oh. And that was his first and only win in the Cup Series. One win, 58 top tens, and two poles. His Xfinity Series was a smidge bit better. He, of course, won the 1995 Bush Series Championship. First race coming in the 1993 Detroit Gasket 200 in Michigan. And his last race, 2007 AT&T 250 at the Milwaukee Mile. First win at the 1994 Split Fire 200 at Dover. And his last win at the 1995 Sundrop 400 at the Hickory Motor Speedway. Three wins, 35 top tens, and one pull. Definitely his racing series was the Craftsman Truck Series. 138 races over 10 years. 2008 champion of that series, the Craftsman Truck Series at the time. First race, 1995 Skull Bandit, Cooper World Classic at Phoenix. And the last race was at the 2010 Windstar World Casino, 400,000. At Texas, 400K, but let's say kilometers. First win coming in the 2006 Conway Freight 200 at Michigan. Last win at the 2008 Kroger 200 at the famed Martinsville Speedway. 14 wins, 90 top 10s, and 5 pulls. Johnny Benson, I'm surprised we haven't done him until this point in the show, is your driver of the week this week here at In the Marbles. And in this week in NASCAR, we go back to June 14th, 1959, Richard Petty finishes first in the 100-miler at Atlanta at Atlanta's Lakewood Speedway, but is protested by the second-place finisher. And the second-place finisher was none other than Richard's dad, Lee Petty. After NASCAR officials studied the scorecards, Lee has officially scored the winner with Richard Petty second. Man, you talk about a dad doing anything to huh. win. He getting out of the way. Get the sun out of the way. Richard Petty could have had 201 wins. Nope. Lee Petty took that one win away. That could have made it 201. Preston, good show. Uh, All-Star weekend, really, just for a lot of people. And then the Xfinity truck race. And then the and then the IndyCar race there at the Grand Prix of Detroit, which isn't really my in my wheelhouse if they were racing ovals. I think it'd be different. But, Preston, uh, we got a lot of racing going on. We got the French Grand Prix coming up this weekend. We have the... In fact, I, that just reminds me, I didn't tell anybody what the upcoming schedule was for this weekend's races. So the Formula One Grand Prix from France will be on June 20th at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on ESPN. I hope Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes continues to struggle. That's all I'm going to say <laughs> about that. The IndyCar will be the Rev Group Grand Prix at the Elk, Har- Elk Lake Sp- Speedway in Elk Lake, Wisconsin, June 20th at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on NBCSN, and NASCAR making its return to Nashville after a few years of absence from that track. The Cup Series will be on June 20th at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on NBCSN. Remember, we're switching over from Fox to NBCSN for these races. The Xfinity race will be Saturday, June 19th at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on NBCSN. And the Truck Series, Friday, June 18th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on FS1. Truck Series is the only ones are sticking with the Fox affiliates for that. And SRX will be back in action from Knoxville, June 19th at a time to be determined because it does not appear on SRX is scheduled, but that is on CBS. So look for that. It's usually going to be a night race. And Preston, do you have anything else before we call it a wraps here on this episode? Nope. I'm excited to see all kinds of racing again this weekend. Yep, me too. Formula One's back. Your wheelhouse is good. I'm looking forward to seeing everything, all the NASCAR races from the Nashville Speedway, except for the exception of the Xfinity Series, which I heard Kyle Busch will be in there. 
hopefully someone takes him out again, Kyle Busch. Um, but if he does win that 100th, he might not race again in the Xfinity Series, which would be great for those Xfinity guys. Folks, thank you so much for tuning in to us this week here at In The Marbles. Head over to InTheMarbles.net to link to all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. I'd like to thank our partners here at the show, Stand Up To Cancer, Flag and & Anthem, and Fanatics for all they do, not only for uh, here us here at In The Marbles, but for the Unhinged Sports Network as well. For Preston Loon, I'm Matt Beamer. Thank you again so much for tuning in to us this week. Stay safe and have a good rest of your week.